Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. We have a Winya Pike fishing special. Not even going to name it. We're not going to number it. This is just our pike fishing special. We are going to break down some pike fishing um, at a particular northern lake, but it kind of applies to all lakes, uh, I guess, in the Michigan area, but even anywhere in the northern northern uh, states, Great Lake states, it's going to all be the same. So you got Ryan Collin, your host. Bob Collin. Yo, yo, yo. What up for show? Jimmy Dolmage. Again. Dolmage. What's Dual-mage. going on, guys? Don't church it up there. <laughs> we brought you back, so that's a good sign. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. So what's well, going you, on? You, you said eight words the last one, so we're hoping for nine. Yeah, what's going on? You I'm going to put that on record, that I'm going to put ten words on this one. <laughs> I think I'm already at twelve, so we'll, we'll get pretty good. Yeah. We'll yeah. get you more involved in this one, buddy. Yeah, you're, all right. <laughs> all okay. Eyes, all eyes on oh, yeah. you. This is Jimmy Domage. God. Podcast do people don't want that. Do so yeah, this one is really around targeting uh, pike in specific uh, in the springtime. Early first ice out, uh, cold water. What are you doing? What are you using? Um, I guess for the novice angler who maybe they're just getting into it, or they just don't fish that often. Um, we're going to break it down and, and really go into some tactics and, and, and kind of, I guess, dumbify it and, and make it simple to understand. Anybody can fish for pike. Pike's probably the easiest thing to fish for. I do it every year. So Yeah. yeah. And and you don't catch anything. But that's... <laughs> <Get> that, <laughs> I mean, hey, come on. Yes. But it's... You the know, line's in the water, all it's, right? Uh, it's relatively cheap to get into. You know, bass fishing is a whole different animal because you get into plastics and topwaters, and um, it's just to me, it's more of a science with bass. They're more finicky, but pike are a little easier to catch. Um, they're easier to catch, and uh, they're more of a predator fish, so you can fish faster, you can fish slower, you can. Um, but but springtime is is prime pike, and even fall would be prime too. But speaking of prime right now, would be springtime. It's where we're at. Um, summertime they tend to go pretty deep, so in the springtime, the first ice outs when they're spawning, um, and then they stay in some shallow bays and stuff. So, so that's the plan. We're gonna break it down. So we have our big trip coming up next week. Uh, well, what four days, five days? We're coming up. It's coming I'm up quick. So and shit. excited. Uh, we look forward to this trip every year. Uh, we've been doing it for 35 years now, and um, it's we'll catch everything. We'll catch pike, muskie, bass, walleye, catfish, uh, a little bit of everything, but pike is obviously our biggest target. So um, I guess what's first step in breaking it down? So like you were saying, like, you know, Pike fishing is not as technical as, say, bass fishing, right? Bass fishing, yep. oh my god, man, it 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 can be yep. daunting to like to break into bass fishing and say yep. say fishing plastics, right? Yep. You want to fish Ned rigs or you want to fish you know wacky rigs and in in oh the the million different ways to target bass. It's it's pretty similar to targeting bass. Uh, but I would say a little less technical, right? Yep. And the reason being is that that pike are much more aggressive, yep. uh, especially this time of year. Um, they're not necessarily guarding fry the same way that that a bass will when a bass mm-hmm. is sitting on a bed. 
you know, and you know, you have basically three three phases of a bass spawn, right? You have the pre-spawn, you have the spawn itself, where they're then they're going to be guarding their fry throughout the throughout the spawn, and then you have post-spawn where they're going to be guarding fry as well and staging out into you know into deeper water, and then you have and then they get into summer patterns where about fifty percent of your fish are going to be staying shallow, and the other fifty percent are going to be going deep. Whereas bass or pike fishing is going to be a little bit different. And they are more aggressive, and um, you know, in a lot of in a lot of different fisheries, people look at pike like it's some kind of like it's a nuisance fish. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't like to. You know, I think one the biggest thing is that people don't like to target pike because they think that pike are. They're not good to eat because they're full yeah. of bones, right? And, and, and we've we've gone through that in in past podcasts about you know there's you have to be able to flay them correctly. If you can if you can cut a, a pike correctly, you can get some of the best eating fish that you'll ever eat. And and I prefer it over walleye in yeah. some cases, but um, as that's far, the trick though. If you don't fillet it right, like you're going to hate it. You'll never want it, right? You know, but. I mean, the bass fishermen, they're generally not keeping bass because bass isn't known as being a good eating fish. I lead them. I don't mind them, especially if you're deep frying. I'm like, deep fry a turd and it's going to taste all right. You right. Know? Like, I mean, but generally, that's a general rule. I know a lot of people who eat bass. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that's yeah, it's so, kind of a stigma, like you said. Like it's a some people love them. Some people are diehard pike fishermen, but a lot of guys, like your walleye fishermen, they fucking hate pike because. Yeah, I went fishing with a with a my mother in law's ex a couple of years ago, and he got mad at me for throwing a spoon because I was scaring all the bluegill away. <laughs> That's what he was fishing for. He wanted all all of us to fish for bluegill so we can catch like maybe thirty of them to have enough to eat. Right. And I'm like, you realize if I bring in just one pike, we're good. Right. He's like, I don't know how to cut them, and I was like, I'll cut it for you. It's 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 hard, but you know, I, yeah. one fish is going to give you more meat oh, than yeah. twenty bluegill. Like I, I like I couldn't believe them. You're scaring yeah, all bluegill. Yeah, you catch a away. 25, 20, 26 inch pike, and I mean the fillets you get off of that. Like I remember we years back we we you know we we'd cook pike for dinner. That was always our thing. Like on this trip, we'd catch enough fish, and we're gonna have we're gonna have fish for dinner. Right, and we flayed up two fish one night, thinking like, oh, you know, we're big boys, we can eat. You know, flayed up two fish. Yeah, we might have ate half of one fish. You know, yeah. like yeah, it was stuff. It's, it's, it's more like you than get enough. you get so much. I mean, just the meat off of the tail of a pike alone. It's a lot of meat. Yeah, which there's really no bones in the tail piece. That's a great piece of meat. That alone could have fed the two of us probably like that's a huge chunk of meat so i mean people who don't understand that with pike like yes i mean you youtube it you can watch videos you can watch animated videos on how to fillet them and get the y bones out like it's not it's not that it's hard it's just it takes a lot of practice um but it's one thing to watch like a youtube video and then actually do it yeah and when it comes to flaying pike it it does take going through a certain number of pike in, in in order to get that that yeah. rhythm down, in order to get that, yeah. in order to figure out how to actually make a good fillet out of that. At the end of the day, like you're just avoiding all the bones, those Y bones in particular, right? It's right. a Y bone at the upper uh, upper part of the rib cage of a of a pike, and if you cut it like you would cut a normal walleye, right? 
you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna have a flay that's just infested with bones and, and yeah. unedible. Like you right. you cannot eat that. Yeah, and it's not right. like you're gonna not bump into bones with anything. I mean, how many right. times have you and, had and, walleye or trout? Yeah. And you'll you'll still find a bone every now and again. You know, I get so. I I pick up salmon from Costco, mm-hmm. and that salmon flay will have bones, and it's a thing. Yeah. You're gonna get bones in any kind of fish, mm-hmm. but and even even the way that I that I've been taught to to cut pike i'll get some bones yep. so but but at the end of the day is it's you gotta you gotta find a negligible negligible about amount of bones in order to in order to yep. get a good meal out of it right yep. that, at the end of the day that's what it's really about for for meat fishermen right right if you're if you're just out there targeting if you're just out there targeting um there you go that's there you go james it. But if if you're really out there just uh you know trying to target trophy fish, I've caught a lot of bass, right? I've caught smallmouth, I've caught largemouth, I've caught some big largemouth, I've caught some big smallmouth, yep. and and it's fun. Don't right. get me wrong, love it, love it, and I want I, and I and I want to dive down that rabbit hole, right? I want to go down that yeah. down that path and and figure out how to really target those fish because it's just a different part of fishing right mm-hmm. i love all aspects of fishing whether that be detroit, you know jigging the detroit river or that's targeting bass with a wacky rig or that's targeting yeah. pike trolling or whatever it might be or musky wit on top water like i i want to i want to learn how to target every species of fish yeah. so in this particular episode i think we just really want to boil down like pike Right. right. Yeah. Just I because guess. it's it's the unanswered thing where not a lot of people go out there and target them specifically. Like mm-hmm. a lot of some people do take like Canadian trips and they'll go mm-hmm. up into northern in Northwest Ontario and they'll and they will target pike specifically and target mm-hmm. big pike because here's the thing about pike that not a lot of people get right. Like you might go out there and just be a crappie fisherman and that's cool. I'm totally, I'm totally for it. You're out there and you're out there targeting meat fishing and doing mm-hmm. your thing. Here's the thing about pike is that pike are super aggressive when they slam that spinnerbait, when they yeah. slam that spoon, when they slam, whatever it is that you got out there, you could be fishing with a beetle spin mm-hmm. and they come in there and they hit that thing. It's, yeah. it's you're on you're hanging yeah. out for a ride, man. Like right. they are always aggressive, and mm-hmm. you're always going to have a good time catching a pike. Yep. Now, when you reel it in and you realize it's a pike, and you're like, "Oh man, it's 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 yeah. a damn pike." Ugh. You know yeah. why are you saying? Ugh. Is yeah. it, is it because you don't want to flay the thing, or is it because you don't want to mess with it because? They got teeth, and they can yeah. be a they can be a pain in the ass to unhook. There's there's a lot of different reasons why people are against pike fishing. We we target them specifically because right. they're a blast. Yeah. It's just legit. To me, there is nothing like a pike hitting uh, a spinner bait or whatever lure you're using compared to a bass. Like I can't tell you how many times I caught a bass, and it's just weight at the end of the line. Like yeah. they, they hit it so soft. And then walleye, like walleye, we catch in the river. You're jigging the river, right? All of a sudden, there's just kind of weight there. You, it doesn't. They don't slam it like a pike hits it. Like there's no better feeling. It's so sudden. Like it just it's, hits like out of nowhere, yeah, and then scares, it's like a fight. It almost like scares the, the shit out of you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like yeah, you know, it's that rush that you get. That like, I'm sorry, you just don't get like musky fishing. Yeah, every musky I've caught has hit generally pretty hard, but 
the yeah bass walleye like panfish like you don't get that like there's aspects too like i love bass fishing like got into a lot the last couple of years and that's a ton of fun you tie into some big ones but you don't get that hit all of a sudden you feel like just a little you feel like it's just a little tick especially walleye fishing you feel a little tick of something like they're not slamming that bait so before right. we go any farther because we fucked up we done so, fucked up AD Ron. Snort! Snort! <laughs> we didn't do our celebratory snort like we do on every podcast. There you go, my special How shot glass. Dare we? Because I'm so. Before sniffling. we go down the rabbit hole too much, we're going to take our our celebratory snort. Thank you. That's a like a glass of pucker you got there, Mister Costs yeah, a lot. It is what it is. Well, I'm just Mister Sniffles, really. <laughs> Mister Sniffles. <laughs> Oh, doctor said it was just allergies. We're yeah. good. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's really the idea with this is is let's remove the stigma of pike fishing. You do need to have some tools for it because I, I, I do understand the, the side of it where you're a bass fisherman, you're throwing a bass jig, you're throwing a spinnerbait, and big pike grabs it, and they, they bite you off. And you lose that eight dollar lure, you know, and that's that's probably part of it too. Is they you're pissed, yeah, you're, you're pissed, yeah. You're like, like I'm targeting and and, plus that swim mm-hmm. bait that I paid twenty dollars for or exactly, whatever. Exactly, you know? yeah. So, but if you go out there and you target them, they can be a ton of fun. And and I think, and back when I worked at Cabela's and Dick Sporting is and, and guys who were just getting into fishing, if they just want to get into catching fish, go to Pike. It's the easiest, probably the easiest. And the cheapest way you can get into it, because you can buy a couple spinner baits, a couple spoons, and a cheap combo, and you can get into it over bass fishing. Absolutely. You can do the same, but it's a little bit harder because they're a much more finesse fish. And and same with walleye. Like, you know, yeah, you can go jig down in the river if you have the equipment, but if you just want to yeah. go out to a local lake, every lake has a pike in it. Honestly, so like almost yeah, every really lake is. has pike. And you don't you don't need they're so aggressive that you don't need to be a, a great fisherman you don't need to have all these you know be great at twitching the bait and jigging and all these different crazy tactics that you see on tv you can just straight retrieve a spinner bait and, and probably catch or a daredevil yeah or daredevil or a crankbait or whatever whatever lure you want you just do a straight retrieve and you're probably going to catch some catch some pike if you're in a lake that has them which majority of, of lakes have pike so if you're looking to get into fishing yeah i mean i, th- I think that's a that's a good statement there is that the majority of lakes are going to have pike. So just a pike in any, at least in the state of Michigan, right? Any lake that you hit, you're going to be able to catch a pike on it. And yeah. whether that be a you know a 14 or 15 inch hammer handle or a 30 inch right. or a 40 inch northern like it's going to be a good time catching yep. it because it's so, going to hit it. It's going to hit it hard. It's going to attack it fast. And I, I think I talked about this in like I don't know, I don't know what episode it was, but like I filleted pike before, and seen like the stomach on a pike where it's had a full belly. Like yeah. you're just like there's something in there, and then cut it open, and there's a bluegill, yeah, a full si- a full size bluegill in there, mm-hmm. and it's like this fish hit a lure as it had a full stomach. Yep. This, so, uh, 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 and that I think that that is a little that speaks a little bit more to the pike mentality is that it, they're not they're not just out there to eat they're out there to hunt they're out there to yep. to, to just attack yep. everything that's in their face. <coughs> I'm actually hoping to reel in a pike that has uh, Ryan's suicidal duck inside its belly. Right, <laughs> that's right. what I'm looking forward to. That's, I'm hoping that happens. That's solid possibility. That means I hooked into one. Let's I guess I didn't catch it if he's got it in his belly. I'm just but. kidding. 
we were talking about uh, hooking up a daredevil to the ass of that suicide duck. I might do it. You're going to see me out there with this big wad of lures. I'm going to be snagging these damn things. I didn't say anything about no snagging. That don't you might get a hey, You might get a count by that. But, but, uh, so going back to that, um, pike and just being like a good entry-level fish to, to get into. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can get into bluegill if you want. To me, that's the boringest shit on earth. Like, if you want to go catch for meat, or you got you're getting kids into catching fish, like that's cool. But to me, like, it's just not for me. Like, I'm not going to go out on a boat and try to catch fifty per, fifty bluegill, fifty perch. Like, it's just I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yes, I can I can fill the freezers, and I don't need enough fish to do that. I, I'm more I'm a catch and release guy. I'll keep a few throughout the year just to, just to eat them, but I don't. So last night, um, I didn't tell you this, Bob, but um, so you know Ben Ben Stab, yeah calling you out ben because you're an active listener appreciate that thank you for your support he calls me last night out of the blue and he just just wants to tell us you know what a great job we're doing on the podcast we, just, just, we need to have ben on he, so he wants to yeah we talked about that but so he just wants he that's, that's why he calls he's like he's twofold he's like one i just want to tell you how great a job you guys are doing on the podcast i really enjoy it i listen to it at work all this stuff and then the second part he's like as i'm listening to this he's like He's like, I don't know a damn thing about fishing, and he's, you know, in his forties. He, and he's, he's he knows fishing. he knows quite a bit about fishing. No, he doesn't. He hunts. He knows a lot about hunting. He doesn't fish. He's been fishing before in his life, but he just doesn't fish. And so he tells me he's like, but listening to your guys' podcast makes me want to fish, makes me want to get into it, and makes me want to learn about it. He's like, so can you take me out one day? And I'm like, well, hell yeah, like, because that's what I love doing that. I love getting somebody new on the water. That's why we got Jimmy here. Yeah, you know, I you didn't know shit about fishing when you, I, you when, know, you, when can, you start coming back. But honestly, I can say that you I, guys are great teachers. When one it comes more to person we get in get into fishing, it just protects that resource a little bit more. But like I told him, I was like, you know, absolutely. I said I got some lakes around here. We'll get you into some pike right now. Is the best time. Like get you out. Like he doesn't know. I'll get him in a, a quick, easy setup and. And I can get him into some pike. Guarantee one night I can get him probably on some fish. You know, so I've had some people ask me about about hunting. Like, why? Are, like, are you guys going to get more into hunting? I said, Yeah, we're we're kind of waiting. We're we're oh, yeah. waiting until we come around to that season. So everything that we're talking right now has all been about fishing. Yeah. But that's we we want to stick to the season that we're in right now. Right. And yeah, I was like, dude, dude, do I have stories? Do we have stories about hunting? Yeah. And, and not only that, can not only can we shed some light on some do's and don'ts about hunting, but I've I've had a lot of people like ask me that, like you know, hey, yeah. uh, you know, or the same kind of concept mm -hmm. with that you're talking about with Ben. He's a big hunter, but not a big fisherman. But I have buddies that are big fishermen that are not big, yeah. not huge hunters that are like, hey, yeah. can you know what do you think about this about hunting or that? And I'm like, man, we'll we'll get there. Don't yeah. don't worry. We are definitely yeah, going to get into we've the hunting got a lot part. Of of it. Like, I I think hunting is my passion. So fishing might be yours, and fishing mm -hmm. is Ryan's passion. And, and I love to fish too. And I I do it all year old, or you know, damn near all year long. But like when we get into hunting, like that's I I feel like that's really my. Um, yeah. That is going to be my forte. That's more my. That's more my yeah. speed, yeah. especially when it comes to the bow hunting stuff. But, right. but, uh, but when it comes to that, like, you know, I, I think that pike is a great place to start somebody mm -hmm. because they are such an aggressive fish yeah. and they're not hard to hang up with. No. And like, 
you know, some people look at it as like a novice fish, right? Like as okay. like if you're going to go out and catch, try to catch fish, like yeah, you're probably going to catch a couple pike or something like that. But yeah. well, you know, you're really targeting smallmouth. I like to catch any fish. I don't care. Right. I don't give a shit what bite. Yeah. If I'm if I'm targeting smallmouth and I catch mm. a thirty inch northern, I'm happy as shit. I don't yeah. give I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think so, that I think that's part of it. And so getting yeah. into pike fishing, right? So start up. What do, What do you need? What kind of line are you using? I guess. And and my answer with that for that would be any line. Yeah. We used monofilament for years. Absolutely. I purpose. I mean, now I use braid. Um, you can use fluorocarbon. You can honestly use any line. Monofilament works fine. It just doesn't have the sensitivity. Um, so if you want something that's very basic, just go with a monofilament line. So you know? my first year when I was fishing with you guys, when I came up uh, to this trip the first year, I, I bought the basic ugly stick combo, six foot six rod, you know, um, with 14 pound test green trilene monofilament mm-hmm. and i that probably the best year of fishing i've ever had in my entire life probably had the cheapest rig out of everybody out yeah. there on that year and i and i brought in tons of fish all you needed was just that basic setup so you yeah. don't really have to go don't don't be afraid of whatever you've got don't be afraid of right. using it it's going to work yeah. you just have to just like what like you said you have to keep that line in the water, and you will bring stuff in. So right. for sure, yeah. But I mean, you can do it. You, you again, you can do it super cheap. If you want to get technical about it, because of pike having teeth, okay, then you can talk about braid. So the more abrasion resistant. Um, if you want to use a steel leader, I per I, I specifically I use uh, steel leader anytime I'm pike purposely targeting pike. If I'm yeah. just throwing, I'm out there and I'm mainly more throwing for bass or, or maybe for walleye or something like that, maybe I'm not throwing a, a steel eater. But if I know that there's a good chance I'm going to tie into a pike, I'm probably going to throw a steel eater on just so I don't have to worry about getting bit off. They got a mouthful of teeth and that's that's crucial. And you can get steel eaters super cheap. Yeah, they're not expensive Eagle at claw, all. You can buy a three pack for three bucks, two bucks, something like that. It, and it's, we fished for years where we tied directly with monofilament mm-hmm. onto spinner baits or spoons or whatever it might be yep. and use no steel eater at and, all and yeah. uh and we caught a lot of fish we caught a ton of fish doing it that way and we probably lost a lot of fish we've we had some bite off so i know yeah. that for sure i I, re- yep. I remember specifically like coming up at you know or, or like having a nice fish hit and having that fight for a you know a solid <laughs> five seconds and all of a sudden pow you're you're yeah. off and when you bring back that nothing but line you're like yeah. you just got bit off and <clears throat> so that's what, kind of when we started to switch to different lines yeah. and we we primarily have fished you know for years we fished spin casting or spinning reels mm-hmm. and um you know with the spinning reels we we did ever we i don't think we ever fished uh, a braid through a spinning no, reel back then for years. It was always mono. And then when we started switching to the um you know to the bay casting reels, we used mono because we had heard kind of through the grapevine and back then, you know, the mm. the social media that that the uh or that you know throwing mono was a lot easier on you know on a bay casting reel. Mm. <clears throat> so 
eventually we we came across something i don't i don't know how we broke that or why why we changed that but we changed over to braid on a bait casting reel and that was a game changer it was honestly like it it, it changed a lot mm-hmm. of things a lot of the way that that we fish for pike yeah. and, and even bass in that regard but yeah. we started fishing you know we and then and I think we still tied directly on for a while, and then eventually we're like, we we had a couple more bite offs, and we're like, all right, let's uh, let's switch to steel eaters. And, mm-hmm. and some of the biggest fish we've ever landed have always have been on steel eaters. Yeah, we've yeah, caught fish sure. on we've caught fish on mono, and we've landed some fish on mono. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, when it came to pike fishing, I think that the yeah. largest fish that we ever landed. We're always on a, a steel eater just yeah, because for sure. we didn't have I that mean, bite if you're, off. But if you're just going out just to, again, if you're just fishing a lake and you don't know what you're specifically targeting, because a lot of the same lures for pike and bass, are they're going to be the same. So, you know, you could get away without using a leader, but I definitely recommend it. So, um, so steel leader, monofilament line. I mean, you look at the line wall at Cabela's or Dick's and it's, it's overwhelming, right? So... You know, go with a 12-pound, 14-pound strand, trilene, suffix, um, any of those is fine um, if you want, if it's, you just want to get into it. Um, and then, you know, the next thing I would say that because of the teeth of the pike, have a good set of pliers. Yeah. You know, bass, you don't necessarily need pliers. Like, it's still a good thing to have because there's times where they swallow that bait and it's down deep and you need to be able to get it out. But... With with pike, you need to have a long set of pliers. You showed me those ones last year. They're the, I don't know. They're just a weird handle, but they're super long. They're like nine inches long, and I can get down into a mouth of a pike without even coming close to the teeth, you know. And then a set of jaw spreaders. It's just literally a piece of metal that will pry their mouth open, so you can get those pliers down in there. You can safely remove the hook and get the fish back in the water like those are two must-haves for me when it comes to if you're gonna target pike you gotta have those yeah yeah release uh release tools are huge when it comes to you know toothy predators i think that well i think that's one of like the stigmas against pike like they're a pain he has to get off like what do you do with those teeth like you're just shore fishing at kent lake and you catch a big pike and you don't have shit like you know like how do you get that hook out of that have you mouth. seen the videos of yeah. these kids pulling these pike out by their mouth just like a bass? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I don't know how they're doing that. They're literally just putting their thumb down their mouth and picking them up by their lips. Yeah, they're, they're getting a handful of teeth is that's what they're insane. doing. Yeah. yeah, so in in both, I know in in my in my tackle rig and in, um, in Ryan's, we both have Kevlar gloves where I, I could do that with a pike with my Kevlar glove. I mean, doing that with my damn hand. I still wouldn't, sure. though. If yeah. I could, even with my Kevlar glove, I ain't lipping it. I, I'm not trusting that glove. Like, hell no. no. Nor- normally, There's no reason. <laughs> if I'm going to handle a large predator, whether that be a muskie or a pike, I'm going to use my Kevlar glove. And that's normally just a gillet. Yeah. You know, I'm going to gillet, and then I'm going to and then mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever I have to. I'm, I'm normally going to unhook in the net. Yeah. So one of the kind of this is just one of my tactics. This is something I do is that when I catch a pike or I catch a muskie or I catch a whatever, I normally leave it in the net, right? Yeah. So the the fish the fish is completely safe in the net. Leave it in the net, and then try to unhook it in any way that you can with whatever tools you have a long handled or those long handled pliers that Ryan was talking about like long set of needle nose or 
are like the um you know the alligator the what do they call it? I, I don't even know what they call that the, like the grip that i bakers i think is the brand that makes them yeah they the, sell them, i mean you see them everywhere you see them at walmart yeah, they have like a nine Miner. inch uh, they're like nine mm-hmm. inches long and they have a simple like alligator clip on one mm-hmm. end and you squeeze the handle and, they, and it grabs whatever you need to grab i, I always thought they would look <clears> dumb as hell and i'm like who the hell's going to use that why wouldn't you just use normal pliers and then you showed them to me and i'm like dude that was money like yeah. it's so much easier for popping the lures out like it's you don't yeah. think about it unless you're catching a lot of pike like and that's again like i think one of the stigmas they're painting the ass like you, te- you catch one you're like oh my god what the fuck do i do I or if you got a good set yeah. of tools like i mean <laughs> we catch pike and within you know five seconds we got the lure out get a quick picture throw that thing in the water we're back fishing like it's it's fast it's easy it's safe for both us the fish like you know, we I can't stress we've that gotten enough. A, we've gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, we years. were we were super terrible in our first years. Like yeah, we've we've resorted to you know, oh man, we could we could you could dive so deep into the subject. Like well, like the net, the net that we use, oh, yeah. we use a rubber coated net, yeah, um, so that your your hooks aren't getting tangled in because yeah. everybody knows that when you catch a pike, like a lot of times it'll roll in the net and it's a disaster. Yeah, but with that rubber coated net, a lot of times well, like you're that- might be save yourself a lot of time i think that's something to to talk about though like the because pike do that death roll right we've all seen it and we've learned over the years that leave the pike in the water net the fish hold hold the you know depending on how your boat's laid out but try to keep the fish in submerged in water so it won't freak out you pull the net out of the water and put the net in the boat they're instantly going to start freaking out and they'll start spinning and then they'll get wrapped up in that net, and then it's it's a bad it's a bad day. Like it might take you 15, 20 minutes to get that fish out, and you don't know if it's going to survive. But if you leave it in the water, odds are it can't because the wa- the net submerged in the water. It can't sit there and spin around, and that's just one of those little things. Like maybe we're getting a little technical here, but that's what thirty years of pike fishing experience there that we've learned of what not to do. And, and don't Jimmy be discouraged Hol- if you if you don't have a rubber net. Like you don't have to have know, a rubber yeah, net. Yeah, it's it's a luxury thing for sure, but it, it yeah. does make it a lot easier. It does, to have. yeah, for sure. But if you just have like one of those old school nets, that's the uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's it's ter- They're terrible. I would never use one unless it was last resort. And honestly, old ranger nets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot of times if it's a small pike, we don't even net it. You know, because yeah. we're using braid though. We're using heavy line that. Hoist it I mean, you can just hoist it up it. if it's. You know, if it's a 30-incher or so, then, yeah, I'm probably going to net it. You um, just get it to the side of the boat and just power set it real quick, and well, it comes right out. Well, that's why you don't <laughs> land any fish. Jesus. Totally kidding, oh, by the way. <laughs> but, yeah, I think just leaving it in the water is just one of those tactics, like, could make the whole process of, of releasing it a lot easier. Because you leave the fish in the water, you know, you can grab the fish by the back of the head, get your pliers in there, pop it out before it gets all tangled and hooks get you know especially if you're throwing a lure like some of those rapalas that got three treble hooks on it it's like good lord oh yeah they got one sure. one trebles in the mouth of the fish and the other two get hooked up in the net and that thing starts spinning and you're supposed to get that thing out it just I mean, part of the throw the whole net overboard i'm yeah. out <laughs> yeah i've i've caught pike where the you know on a spoon where you've got one treble in the lower jaw and one treble in the upper jaw and it's closed the mouth completely like yeah how the hell are you attacking yeah. that it's tough. You you're, you kind of feel like a surgeon over there trying yeah. to you know trying to un 
in, in, but at the same in the same respect, you should. Yeah. Like I, I think in the res, you know to respect the fish itself and you know the fishery to continue yeah. the fishery. Like you want it, you want that twenty four inch yeah. pike to grow into a thirty inch pike one day, yeah. right? Yeah. Or a thirty to grow into a forty. So you you want to safely handle it. So you you've got to essentially do surgery on the boat trying to get that damn thing. Yep. unhooked yep. and it can be a pain i i, I can, totally yeah. get that and, and that's why i have i have multiple sets of pliers i have multiple sets of jaw spreaders yeah. i have two sets of jaw spreaders large mm-hmm. jaw spreaders yeah. on my boat and then you know in and other unhooking tools so that i can you know when i have it in the and yeah. i'll keep it in the net and i'll do everything i can in the net if i can't i gotta get it on the bow of the boat in order yeah. to do, in order to do the fine work, I'll get it up in the yeah. bow of the boat, and I'll start working yeah. and do what I have to do. Like so, we're we're very adamant about trying to unhook correctly in order to preserve the fish in the best way yeah. we can, and that's what I think what everybody should be doing. And that's whether the, you're going to keep it or not. If you're going to keep it, cool. Like you do what you got to do, but if you're going to release the fish, then you need to try to release the fish in the best way possible to preserve the fish so that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. die because it's, you know, fish are very vulnerable outside of the water. Inside the water, they're they're good to go. That's their yeah. element. But yeah. outside of the water, like you can kill a you can kill a fish fairly easily. Yeah. And and we're not we're not wasteful people, so we want to try to preserve every yeah. fish that we can that we're not going to keep to eat. Yeah, we you know especially when hold, it comes to muskie, we'll keep a, them in the water for you know yeah. as long as we can, and then we'll hold, you know grab them, pick them up for a picture, and then put them right back in the water. Like it's, we're not it's sitting fast, there holding them yeah. off. Like you know you watch some of these TV shows you watch, and even with a bass, like they'll sit there and hold the bass up, and they're talking to the camera, and they're sitting there holding it for like. I'm like, 15, 20 I'm seconds. Like, and I'm like, put that thing back in the right, water. Like, what the I, fuck are you I doing? I get it. I saw the fish. Put the fucking thing back in the water. Like, I don't need to keep seeing it. Yeah, then like, you risk it going into shock once you throw it back Right. In like, I mean, so. I know bass are, they say that bass are They're like one of the most resilient. Yeah, but still, like, that'd be like me taking that, that dude and holding his head underwater while I'm talking to a camera. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you're good, man. Jesus. <laughs> you're good. I'll revive you. <laughs> I'll, I'll revive you, man. You're good. Like, yeah. I mean, not that we're like oxygen here. Not not that we're like fish protectors, (laughs) but like you know, you want to protect the resource. You want to be able to catch the fish again, or somebody else to catch the fish. So, if you're not going to keep the fish, then you know these are the things to do. But, but yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, tools um, would would be would be key. Um, Net. I mean, you can really do it with any net. But so, I mean, overall, you can get into it super cheap if you're already into fishing. You already do it you don't really need anything special to get into bike fishing honestly and it's not like even if you don't have like your your medium heavy rod it's not like your rod's gonna snap in half if you no. don't have that if a every, bike hits it so every reel's got a drag you set that drag right whatever you good. got use it you'll catch a bike yeah problems. yeah so so we've got our big trip coming up this weekend which is primarily pike fishing and it's really the perfect pike conditions it's a shallow lake uh, we're majority of the lake. It's it's a flooded, um, you know, flooded river that has timber and, and heavy weeds. And it's, you know, most of the lake is six to eight feet of water, um, except for the channel. So it's kind of perfect pike conditions, which is why it's such a good pike fishery. Um, so 
we're going to break into some tactics of like what we do to catch a lot of fish in that particular lake, which are going to be relevant in, in really any lake. Um, this time of year, though, you generally want to get shallow. That's the, where the pike are going to be. Doesn't mean you can't catch them a little bit deeper because we have. There's times that we have, but you're generally going to be catching them shallower this time of year. Once that water warms up, then they're moving deeper, and then it's a whole different fishing. Honest to God, when it comes to when it comes to pike fishing, it's it changes everything. Like it switches to more of a maybe more of a trolling tactic. You're fishing you know 15 to 20 feet of water because pike need really cold water because of the oxygen level and and with them specifically where you get into bass the bass like water warmer and that's another thing people don't think about and that's yeah very technical but like that's why spring spring fishing we don't i don't target anything but pike it's easy to target them they're going to be shallow um you know where the bass aren't going to be shallow bass kind of do the opposite thing the pike do so so let's get into some tactics for for next weekend what are we going to do obviously you know we're, we're going to be shallow what do we what do we use and what lures are we using what do you guys think is going to be let's do this what what lure do you guys think is going to be the best lure to use and then when we do our live show then we'll go over what's been working so far what do you guys think is going to be the lure this year because every year it's something like are you talking the most productive lure or, yeah, the, yeah. or the one that catches the biggest fish what well, just the most productive, yeah. Most productive yeah. lure. I, I think it's really based on water. On that particular fishery, I think it is really based on water clarity and based on, you know, I, I choose what lure I'm going to use based on that water clarity. If it's going to be like on the. You know, we all kind of know where the water breaks there, right? We know where the water changes that water clarity. And on this particular lake, you know, it's got a very defining line where it goes from, you know, chocolate milk to stain. And in that stained water, I tend to lean more towards the chrome, like anything that has a chrome flash to it. And, and kind of a little bit brighter flash, and then in my in the stained water or in that chocolate milk, I try to use things that are more gold and vibrating. So I'll use anything from, um, you know, anything from you know, big, bigger bladed uh, spinner baits to um you know to rattle traps or to any kind of uh rat something that's making a large amount of noise in the chocolate milk type stuff that's that's kind of my tactic is that i go loud and bright as bright as i can in inside though that super i i like to call it thick water i guess because it it just seems it's just darker right but when when you roll into the main lake where the main lake you'll have you know, it's just stained water. In that stained water, I tend to go flashy, mm. chrome, and fast. I like yeah. to fish fast, and that's normally where I tend to find most of my success when it comes to pike. Is you know, like something like a like like a daredevil that that's red and white and it's, and it's got a chrome back to it. I'll you know. I'll fish that and I'll fish that fast and and that's where I tend to see yeah. my a lot of my success. But if I have to pick a lure 
Like it, it, it always is a lure up there too. Yeah. Like there's always one particular lure. Yeah. If you I'm, had to I'm, guess. I'm a spinnerbait guy. I have a spinnerbait box that will <coughs> can that confirm. I'll, yep. I have a I have a spinnerbait box that'll rival Kevin Van Dam. <laughs> you know, it's you see box <coughs> boxes, not box. You have boxes. I, I've got boxes of spinnerbaits that. Um, you know, and that's and that tends to be my go-to at the beginning, and then I tend to try to pick that apart and figure out what color and what what flash they're looking for because that's really what you're looking for is is it's going to be it's going to be a particular color. It can be dark sometimes. It can be it can be white sometimes. You know, and it, it that's what I do. I, yeah. I, I go. So you're going spinnerbait. That's what you're thinking is going to be the most productive this that's, year. Spinnerbait is usually that's my search bait. You know, that's where I'm. Yeah. I'm searching out what you know. What am I? You know, at what depth and under what conditions I'm going to be? You know, trying to target that particular species, whether that be bass or pike. Yeah, it's a. Go- I mean, it's a good. It's a tried and true. Like every year, we catch a ton of fish on spinnerbait. Last year, I. I mean, I've got a particular lure that, I mean, I never took off my one pole. I mean, I use it. I literally never took I had one pole that, from the time I got there to the time I left, I never took that lure off because that lure was money. So I don't think that's going to be the lure this year, though. I have a weird feeling. So I have a theory on what the lure is going to okay. be. So your expert no, theory. No. I, I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I wouldn't call it an expert theory, but at all so every year i have a tendency to throw fire tiger first Um, it's a a good one it's a great one because every single spoon that i have that's fire tiger has a big gouge taken out of it but i think black and white a black and white daredevil this year (laughs) that's that's going to be what i'm throwing for pike so it's it's weird because black and white is completely hit and miss I bet you the last two years I haven't caught anything on black and white. And I remember years past where black and white was the only thing we could catch them on. I could throw red and white right next to a black and white, and black and white would get bitten all day long. Yeah. And there was there was a year that um, this was way before you, you started coming up. I bet it was 10-plus years ago. And uh, it was one of the years. It was actually – it's funny you say that because it was – very similar conditions to what we've got coming up warm a warm trend 70 degrees and i remember every day fishing in sunshine and in a t-shirt and for whatever reason black and white spoon it wasn't necessarily daredevil it was black and white spoon and so we would actually troll from from the cabin out to the main part of the lake we would just we just didn't go fast we just went slow we threw some black and white spoons behind it and the whole time we trolled out there and every time we'd we'd pick up a couple fish and that entire weekend like we i threw everything in my box just because that's what i do but no matter what i went back to black and white and that's what bit so this year i think so i remember that year like a couple of us got bit off we lost some black and white spoons some guys didn't have any we went into the local bait shop hole in the wall bait shop and we bought every black and white spoon they had the dollar spoons the ten dollar mark talking about yeah the ten dollar overpriced ones that they bought from walmart uh, daredevils um we bought them all, and that was the that was the lure that that year. So 
it might be that's that's a it's a go-to but i i don't think i've caught a fish on that in a couple years so but so what do you think is going to be the uh the go-to this year (laughs) you know i i think it's a lot with that particular lake i think it all falls around the conditions um i don't know that it's water clarity i think it's a lot of when did the ice come out where they're at in the spawn how far out from spawn they are and and the water temperature and i just have a weird feeling that they're going to be a little more aggressive this year i guess hopefully so last year i went up with uh my wife and bob and his wife and i threw everything i normally threw we, we went up um it would have been like what may 25th or something like that so about a week week and a half after what we're going this year and everything i threw the few weeks prior that we went up to the same lake i didn't catch shit on like yeah. we i mean uh, bobby didn't catch i mean he went out didn't catch damn fish i think at times when you went up with with your wife yeah and uh and it was just one of those weird years and i switched to a tried and true lure that i just i stopped throwing for years and i started smashing them on it and it was a mep spinner really yes i have had well i hate to throw shade in that direction because it's a very very successful lure it is i have never caught anything with a mep i have a ton of them i've never caught anything so I, I just threw I threw a couple on just because I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to try everything because nothing's biting. And I threw it on, and I'm just reeling it like normal and, you know, giving it a few pops every now and then, and nothing's happening. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try a super fast approach. And I cast it out there, and I'm just burning it right below the water. Like, you can just oh. see it. Like, I'm reeling it almost as fast as I can, and that fucker's burning across the top water, and I started hammering them. Hmm. So it was more of a reaction strike. Okay, yeah. Um, because it was just coming in so fast fast they didn't have time to look at it they just it flew by their head and they just hit it and i'm thinking of what what the if the weather plays out the way it's looking comparing it to what time of year last year i just feel like it's going to be that same approach super fast fast approach so it was relatively simple simple uh similar to what we're looking at right now just if the weather plays out because it was about that same temperature it was pretty warm we were fishing in t-shirts the whole time and so I'm thinking the way the water the water temperature to me is like huge when it comes to the the, the pike up there. I think that's one of the yeah. one of the big factors is what those pike are doing, whether they're eating or not, and whether they're going to be shallow or not. And where you can find the fish is what temperature the water is. Because if it's too if it if it's on this warming trend, they could move a little bit deeper. Um, you know, I don't know, but I think that that's just from the and that a lot of that is just experience of years and years of. Sure. Of fishing for them this yeah. time of year so i that's just my i've been thinking about it for the last like month or two of like what i think is gonna hit and like after seeing this this warm trend that's coming through that we're gonna see because of what monday tuesday wednesday before we get up there it's gonna be in the 70s up there yeah it's gonna be hot so that water is gonna warm up before we get there and i think that's 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 kind of the approach i'm taking at least so i think it's gonna be a very fast inline spinner which those are cheap anybody who wants to get one you can get them at 
Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's, whatever, for about five, six bucks a piece. Maybe, probably not even that, honestly. It's been a while since I bought one. You can buy a kit of them. Yeah, actually. I, I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think it's going to be very much of a finesse fish. I think it's going to be more of a reaction strike. No. Well, saying. there's years that we go up a little earlier, and it, it is more of a finesse fish. We're throwing like jerk baits, twitch baits, real slow approaches, maybe slow rolling the spinner bait. I just don't know that it's going to be that way. And maybe it is. It prove I don't know shit about fishing. <laughs> But well, I don't. I think it's going to be do, more so. of a fat, a faster approach, and I'll get, I'll figure that out quick. That's that's probably the biggest thing when we get out there that first night. It's going to be I'm going to throw fast. I'm going to throw slow. I'm going to throw twitch baits. I'm going to throw steady retrieves. Like I, until I figure out what presentation they like. So you could be whatever. So you're at Map Spinner. Yep. I'm at Black and White Daredevil. I kind of fucked up with the color because you guys didn't give colors. Black and, black and white daredevils. That's where I'm at. Solid. That's where yeah. I, there's been years where that's the color. And then your uh, your spinner bait. So yeah, I look I'm forward to guy, yeah. I look forward to this weekend when we uh, when we actually get to figure out what it is, and then all of us be wrong, and it's just yeah. like rattle traps or some shit. <laughs> yeah. It's likely we're all yeah. gonna be wrong. So. Yeah, it, it's we'll very possible. It like there. So my wife, um, she went up there. I think this was June when we went up there, and she caught the biggest pike to date on that water, what, 36-incher, um, fishing in the river, 10 feet of water, just jigging a pink spoon. Yeah, I remember. You That's know, why like, I bought a pink spoon. <laughs> I have one. Hey, it, it was like a rainbow trout color. Yeah, it was a rainbow trout color daredevil. Like, I have the No tactic vibrant. I would ever use, no color I would ever throw, but you know what? She happened to put it in front of a giant's face, and that's, Listen, that's how it works. <laughs> it's 2022, all right? I've got the most vibrant rainbow spoon. Unfortunately, the only thing it's caught so far is a stump. But uh, did I'm you get it back though? I did. Oh it's missing God. a whole lot of paint. <laughs> but it was pretty. I bought it from uh, Kabelski's. But you know what? Some of those spoons will work. No, for they, sure, they really will. It's just a for flash. Sure. Like the fish, it's coming through so fast. They can't tell. Like they're just seeing, you know, somewhat of a color spectrum. They're seeing a flash, and especially when it when it comes to pike, pike are much more of a reactive strike. They're hitting because it it's flying by their face. You know, bass. A lot more finesse. They're going to look at it a little bit. That's where the worms and things like that come into play. But with pike, it's generally certain times of the year it'll be a slow approach, but not often. It's usually, especially up there, like it's not often a slow approach. It's usually a faster way is is the way of getting bit. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So on your uh, previous episode, you guys talked about what three lures that people were going to be using. Mm-hmm. So, because I did put on record that I wanted to catch a muskie, my main lure that I'm planning on throwing this year, I finally have a muskie set up. So, thank God I didn't make that a, uh, a put it on record thing because that happened quick. I uh, Bobby was kind enough to give me a, uh, a nice bait caster for that. So, I put that set up together. I've named her Girth Trude. Um, but uh, girth true, girth true. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's the setup. That's one. one and way then to my do pike it, setup. She's nice. I, I call her Monique. But uh, so the first thing I have is I have like a savage, savage gear pike lure. Looks just like a northern pike. That's what I'm going to be throwing mainly up up north. Uh, like this a weekend. glider. It's just a live action, just slow retrieve or twitch bait. You can do it. You can just join it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's you got can fish one however you want. Probably one joint. It's got two, yeah. two joints. Yeah, yep. So yeah, that's kind of a glider. So what I would do is just 
swim it. Yeah. Like, just reel it in, that thing will come in. It'll come in wide. It's probably. got an amazing action. It's got, a, yeah. it's got a wide action. You can twitch them, too. Yeah. You can twitch them, and then it'll... it'll. Now, if you're talking musky this time of year, though, that's a whole different animal. Like, you think... People think pike and musky are very similar, which they are. They're in the same family, but musky are kind of the opposite. They like the warmer water, and this time of year, because they spawn a little bit later, they're generally going to be looking for the slower approach that's kind of the downsizing smaller lures and slower approach where pike it's not necessarily the case i yeah. guess i guess you never know because I, I don't think that's i don't think that like that that lure that he's using is a bad approach this time oh no it's perfect especially for muskie it'd be a perfect approach i and mean I, I just want to get it out of the way because i know i'm gonna really 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 struggle with it because i got it i don't know what we're doing yet just, I, don't, just, I don't think we figured it out but i gotta get my my challenge is done <laughs> and i really think the crossbow one's going to be difficult because i don't know man. one challenge at a time so i would yeah. i would focus on when you throw that thing when you throw it work work that action and make sure that just the the, the action is correct as you're as you're bringing it in if it's not looking like something that is natural in the water to be honest i've never seen a pike swim though i've always just seen it stay stationary waiting yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, normally so you're not. How the see. hell does a pike, pike swim? Pike. I don't know. I gotta look that up. They're so fast. They, they are. are. They know, can't even dark. see them. Yeah, they they're, like they're, they're they give like one in the water it. type thing. They give like one kick of the tail and they're just gone. Like literally, like exactly. throwing a dart. It's insane how fast they are. So I just so put, like, if you can present that bait in a way that looks like a wounded bait fish, because that's what every single lure out there is out yeah. there to do. I think that's what I'm gonna. It's do. out there yeah. to look. It's out there to look like something that. Because normal predators are going to feed on something that is, they're going to they're going to feed on the weakest link, right? So the weakest link being that bait fish that is kicking in the water in a weird way, right? It looks sure. like a, it looks like a fish that is not normal, right? Because a normal fish is going to be able to probably outrun the other fish. So it, it's got to take a lot more energy to consume that fish so it's going to it's going to be looking for that fish that is hurt in one way or another so that's what that's the way you want to make that lure look yeah. that's going to be my go-to if, if, sure. if it yeah. takes you know twitching the rod for, tip a for certain musky way specifically yeah. that's going to be your go-to yeah musk, so, musk, so because i've got a story i got a story okay well hang on let me go through my three real quick because i already said black and white right okay and then i said my savage gear uh I also Suicide got Suicide Duck. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm hoping to cut that out of That might be today. a savage. That might be a savage. Dude, I'm going to catch a bike on that thing. I just, I got a feeling like I'm going to throw that shit in some shallow I'm looking forward shallow to that, bays, honestly. Because I never do. And this challenge is going to force me to throw it. And I'm going to throw that shit in, up some shallow bays. And I'm going to catch a bass. You're going to hate I'm gonna catch a bike. it, though. Because you you have no confidence in that lure. I don't. That's how if you, you If you don't have confidence in a lure, like, I, I can throw a spinnerbait all day because I have confidence in it. But if if it's, if it's I'm throwing a whopper plopper, I'm like, oh, man. I'm going to make it a point. It's going to stay. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking up my one musky rod, and it's going to stay on my musky rod. You're gonna throw a, on a musky rod? 
It's, I, the one I have is that big. Yeah, it's a muscular. Oh, it's a muscular. Yeah. You're definitely whatever is happening. I thought about it. After I sure. made this, you I need thought, to you, you need, need to watch those majors one. too. You need to watch the majors and the minors and, and mm-hmm. like only throw that thing during the majors. So I thought about going to going to Dick's or I don't even know who sells these damn things if they still make them. Buying the smaller one. They went out and of business actually. They probably did. Yeah, it's <laughs> savage gear. So they, they've uh, kind of. <laughs> I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the suicide duck in a minute. Well, no. no. I now it's, a, now it's the one. Batzilla or the Ratzilla or whatever the hell they have. But the all right. So what, what was your third shit. one? I interrupted you. Uh, I bought a bluegill Striker King spinnerbait. Striker King is not a thing. Striking. Striking. Sorry. Rookie. Sorry. I never learned how to read. I'm looking at a list here that I made earlier. <laughs> um, I did put a trailer hook on it, so I kind of modified it a little bit. Oh, the, the spinnerbait. Yeah. The one that you showed me earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's bluegill colored. It's, so it's a sweet spinnerbait. I've that's going to be that my black daredevil and my strike or uh, my savage gear pike lure. Those are my three for this what, this year. What color blade is on that spinnerbait? Silver. It, it, it's a painted blade. It's a painted blade. Yep. Painted blades aren't bad. It depends on it depends on uh, again water clarity is huge when it comes to uh, yeah. the color of the blades. It's the a way. natural color. It's a ba- the back side of that blade is, I, I, is chrome, um, but so it'll have a flash. But the one side is painted, so which oh, is okay. which is good. So I would throw that in like clear water. Yeah. So anything that's gonna which be is what you're going to be fishing because you're not going to go to the the murky side probably. Well, and then Mark was kind enough to give me a. Uh, a rattle trap too. All so those are rattle traps are money. Rattle they traps really are. are money. Yeah. They, well, they I, really so I've never caught one on it. Um, I'm going to try. I usually, I remember very vividly that we we try. I tried it in Bass Cove. For some reason, didn't have any luck. I caught more stumps than anything, but they're tough. To, well, in that lake, they're tough to fish because oh, you sure. keep your rod tip high. You, you yeah. Keep your rod tip and, up, and you have to reel them in keep fast. Keep that rod tip high and reel them super fast. That, try, to, again, try, to keep, try to work that first foot of the water column. Think of think of every piece of water that you fish as a water column, right? As like a you know anywhere from one to three feet of water is what you want to be targeting. So when you when you're fishing that rattle trap, you want to keep that in that one to three feet of water. So how do you do that? Keep that rod tip up. And the faster you move it, or you know, the slower you move it, the the more it's going to sink if it's a sinking lure. If it's not a floating lure, if it's a floating lure, then you might want to crank it a little bit harder, right? So th- that's that's important is to understand the tackle that you're using, and and how you want to attack that particular water column. You know that up close to shore is going to be one foot, and it's coming out to where I'm. Mis- where I'm sitting particularly is it might be five feet, right? Right. One feet to five feet, how do I attack from one foot to five feet? And how do I hit that water column as it comes in? And that's everything that you need to do. It, that's how you fish a spinnerbait. That's how you fish a, uh, you know, a bass jig or, or, or anything, and, and, you know, is where you're keeping that rod tip. You know, the big thing for you is going to be having the right gear. Well, I'm good. I got girth through. I'm all set. No, I'm just talking like (laughs) just fish, like fishing that rattle trap on a on your new pike gear that you bought. Like that's going to be a game changer for you. Well, so even though I'm really excited to have that pike gear, I'm probably going to be using my musky setup because I do want to 
I got to get that challenge done, guys, because I don't know what it is that we're coming up with yet. Because we got a whole summer to musky fish. We'll get you on some musky lakes. I'm just saying, like, Winya is a good. It's a good musky lake. It can be a good musky lake. Yeah. You just have to know how to. It's happened. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, you between you, I mean, you've caught one for sure. I've caught a. I, yeah. I've, he hasn't caught one. No. Oh, not God, there, we're no. just going to throw him out like that. Okay. Um, I remember I, <laughs> only, a few of us, only a few of us have caught it. I know. I, well, it's a the, newer musky fishery. There's a so. shop up there. I, this family, I mean, we're alcoholics, so it's a liquor store. But, you know, the, there's pictures all up on that wall. There's a couple people up there with mm-hmm. mus- musky oh, yeah. picks. A couple, oh, yeah. There's a couple of those people are Ryan. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. But, yeah, going back to your, li- your lipless crankbait, like, that's kind of like that MEP spinner. You can burn it in fast, and it's a sur- it's a search bait, so you can fish it quick. If you're fit coming through, you're drifting through an area, you can just start fa- fishing as fast as you can, hitting a, a couple different areas, and you can if there's fish, you'll probably find them. Especially pike, they're going to react to it because if you're reeling in fast, they won't have time to react to it. Like they're just they're just going to hit it right. So I'm gonna for sure throw it. Um, I'm gonna be spending more time with that uh, with the musky lures for sure. But I am because Mark gave it to me. He shot. He showed me how to fish it and everything like that. I'm going to use it for sure. All right. So one of my three. I got. I got a story. It's about the black and white daredevil. Oh, it's good. Right. I'm ready. So I, it might have been that year that I was talking about where it was uh, just a good year with that lure. Right. That was that was the lure. And I was fishing with my dad, and we're we're like drifting across the main part of the lake, and I kept getting I, I caught quite a few. It was like one drift, and I caught four or five fish, and I cast it out there, and I got a hit. Didn't get it. Real couple more cranks, got another hit. Like three times, I'm like, son of a bitch. I, I made a comment to my dad. I was like, I just got hit like three times. Like he looks over, and I'm reeling it up, and I bring the lure out of the water. And the lure is about, and I'm sure my dad probably told you this story. No, he hasn't. It's, well, I mean, maybe. it's, it's, it, and nobody would believe it unless he saw it. So I'm, I'm literally bringing the lure out of the water, and out of the depths come just this mouth, this oh, pike. Geez. It, it comes, it comes out of the water. So, it, and it hits my, it hits my black and white daredevil. It hits the spoon out of the water. It I, literally. He I, did I, tell me this story. Actually. I had the spoon. I bet a foot out of the water, and this thing was chasing it. And it comes out of the water, hits the spoon, and again, if if my dad hadn't seen it, probably nobody believes me. They think I'm full of shit. But he had happened to look You're over. Full of shit. That's fine. <laughs> Ready? That's fine. I wasn't there. We're cracking these together. It. Oh, you had to go like fight wars and stuff. I Whatever. Have, uh, I might have been in. Combat Make excuses. At that point. Whatever. Hey, that was a surround sound. That was nice. Um, but yeah, that's just I thought of that when you said the blacks because I'll never forget what I was using when that happened. That's just one of those stories. Like I thought he was lying no. when he told me that. To be honest, but see, and that's exactly like if he wouldn't have seen it, everybody would have thought oh, you're full of shit. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that legitimately happened. I know where I was at in the lake when it happened, which is fucked up. I know where you were at. No one even there. Where was I? <laughs> Where were you at? Yeah. Out in front of the island. No. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. No. Jesus. No, we were actually right in front of the stumps, in the stump field. Right Is that Bass Cove? No. 
I no. gotta show you a map, man. You're, you really do, dude. You no, are well, out of sync. I mean, to be fair, it's been a handful of years since I've been there. I know. You need to get your shit together, Carol. Well, I'm on my way. So this, on your way this, to get your shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way to get the shit, and then on my way to get yeah. it together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm up so there this got, weekend, though. So we've got. Yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to it, especially getting my youngest up there. I'm so excited to get uh, these traditions on the other two guys that I'm bringing up. Shout out Greg and Denny. Looking see, forward I, to bringing see, them up. That, to me, that's that's probably better than the whole trip. Yeah, bringing oh, yeah. people up and having them experience. Like I, really the the group that's up there. Everybody is people that we've recruited except for the core group, us and Jerry. Well, even Jerry was recruited by Dad. Yeah. But otherwise, it's you know you and uh, Brian and those guys and um, my father-in-law. Like all those guys are guys that we've just told about this place and told them how great it is. It's such a great place, and obviously it is because they've all it's been coming back. The best. They all come back. You, you know? know, some some years are better than others up there, and I know that everybody has had. I know. I know that there's some years where we don't catch. As many, I mean, there's year. I, I Ryan's talked about years where we've caught over 100 fish, mm-hmm. and that's legit. That's a real thing. Yeah, we, we kept we've track. logged it. <laughs> we've kept track, and uh, there's years where we've caught maybe 15 the whole year. Yeah, and it's it, it's hit and miss, and there are, but it is a is a solid fishery that continues to produce every yeah. year. But at the yeah. same time, it's for us. It's not always about the fish. It's about the tradition of it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's a. It's about going up to the same place. It's, it's basically awesome. they're awesome people. The the people that run the resort that we run, that we go to is they're 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 great. They're, yeah. It's we, basically deer camp, but for fishing season. It, for it, us. We it's, call it, it. We call it fish camp. It's the same thing. Yeah. The same feeling you get opening day of deer season is what we get when we go to this trip. Like it's the same traditions. Well, hell, we've been doing. I've been doing this longer than I've been hunting. Going to the deer camp. Yeah, you know. So the coolest part about this place, too, and I don't remember. You guys did say for sure. Like I know you guys said for sure that it was next to an air force base. But the coolest thing, and I was I was lucky enough to be here for it, is when you're fishing, and then you've got jets up in the air practicing dogfights as you're fishing. That's that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, to just look up. Like I mean, you can hear it obviously, yeah. but you're like you're just casually just fishing, yep. and you get to actually see two jets just practicing dog well, fights. I posted cool a bunch of videos on my TikTok, and like they got so many views, yeah. like and likes, because, and that's what we fishing like not every day, not all the time, but I mean most weekends, like there's something flying over because it's a, it's an air. It's an old, it's air, like a training it's, base. It's, but it's, an air nas- it's an Air National Guard base as well as a Army um, right in the center, basically. And, and but it's also an airport, too. So, like, you'll yeah. get commercial jetliners, and then you'll have helicopters flying over. Like, last year I had, it was no, last year, year before, there was a helicopter that was doing some wildfire training. And they had this helicopter with a gigantic bucket. It was like a cloth bucket. They flew over the lake. They drop down, they dip the bucket into the water, and they'd wait a second for it to fill up, and then they lift this fucker up, and they go flying over, and then they dump it over the trees. How yeah. many pike do you think were in that bucket? <laughs> oh, man. Pete, yeah. Peter's like, having hey, a field day right now. <laughs> yeah. Peter is pissed. Yeah. 
whatever. <laughs> I, I've seen everything from A10s to C130s to C17s yeah. to C5s to uh, Ospreys. Yeah, yeah those, Osprey, those Ospreys Os- were badass. Ospreys yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And it and not Osprey, like the actual... Well, we've actually seen Ospreys. I think we talked about that. But no, yeah. I'm talking about Osprey, like the, yeah. the military aircraft, yeah. the, the USMC uh, aircraft. I remember as a kid, and this is one of my favorite memories of that place, is I used to purposely wake up early to go sit on the picnic table along the shore and wait for these fucking jets come flying down it'd be i guess i wasn't a kid i was probably a teenager because i was drinking coffee i remember i'd be sitting out there with dad because that was dad one of dad's favorite things to do too he'd sit out on the picnic table with a coffee and he'd wait for the jets come flying by or a plane to go flying over and i remember as a kid like seeing that it was like six seven o'clock in the morning and you got airplanes flying over your head like yeah. that's that's the type of place it is it's it's not all the time but like that yeah you see awesome. like you'd have F-16s burning down the river, mm-hmm. or F-18s, you know, breaking the sound barrier and all of a sudden going straight vertical and and doing some crazy stuff and, and just right it, kind of, it kind of raises the hair on your neck. You're like, oh, man, oh, yeah. it's so That's cool. Awesome. Like it, That's it, awesome. It's a distraction yeah. from fishing for sure because, like, no matter – even if you have a lure in the water, you stop what you're doing to look up. When that when that sound of it just ripping past you happens, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. One of the other cool things is because it is an Air National Guard base. Every evening at I, I think it's about seventeen hundred or five o'clock p.m. You'll oh yeah they, they play the national anthem. Mm-hmm. You know it, it's it's a little bit different on a on an air on an Air Force base than it is in. Uh, army base on army base they pay they play rebelly right yeah. or retreat rebelly is in the morning retreats in the evening but they on a air force base they pay they play the national anthem so whenever we're out on the lake and all of a sudden you'll hear it you'll hear that call for retreat and, and then we they stop and then we stop we all stop what we're doing we face the air force base we either we take our hat off and we put our hand on our heart and we you know yep. we render honors to the uh to the national anthem as it plays yep. every evening at five o'clock yep. my girls do it i'm glad you <laughs> said that i told i taught my kids to do it i taught you know everybody does it and you'll see it all across the lake you know there might be five or six boats out there and everybody's doing it and it's like that's a it's a very America thing to do. Yeah. I'm gonna make them America. listen to this or to this, so I'm glad you said that. Greg, Denny, we definitely gotta make sure we stop what we're doing. Oh, it's yeah. the Air Force Base. Yep. All of that. No yep. fishing if, during if that. They because it's beautiful. Not, if they don't, they're not Americans and they should be uh, you just let me know. It's a, it's awesome when they do that. If, it's if yeah. they're commies. Every, <laughs> every night, five o'clock. I mean, sometimes it's it's hard to hear because it's windy. I remember times where, like, I'm trying to, like, stand, face face where the flag would be, and I'm trying to, like, navigate the boat at the same time because it's windy as shit. I'm right in, like, a canal that I'm, like, about to be unsure, like, but I'm still standing up facing that flag. Yeah. That's America, what we do. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's America. A, America. <laughs> it's, it's a thing we do. It's a thing we do because we're very we're, we're very patriotic. For sure. Even though our American country, people. even though our country's a bag of fuck right now, with 
the leaders that be. Okay. We, we won't talk about that. Chill, bro. <laughs> okay. Mr. I'm uh, just kidding. Sleepy Joe lover over there. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's why. Oh, that's man. why you were sleeping on the couch. Oh, so are we getting I, into dude, politics? We are not getting into politics because no, we don't have the time for that tonight. Let's Ain't nobody got it. time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hey. So that's we talked about that in the previous podcast. But Jimmy, that's probably your best tactic. What? Turn on Sweet Brown. Oh, for sure. The dance, the moves. That's how you hook Big Muskie. You guys seen the video of just me doing that at work? I mean, well, I want to forget it. Well, all right. So, I try to forget it every day. It's burned <laughs> into my my eyes. So I'm the. I do some silly, silly shit at work, and I've got like nine cookies, right? <laughs> and I'm forcing them all down my throat. Sweet Brown, look it up, YouTube. It's amazing. Um, is playing in the background. What, what the I'm fuck does this have to do with them. Sweet Brown? I'm missing. <laughs> was, a, I'm you missing. Didn't a hear crucial? the video. It was playing in the background as I'm just like stopping. Just I'm just trying to figure out why this story's going this way. Like, sorry, sorry, you're right. Uh, goes, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah, Never so mind. What, so I was what happened lying. with it the nine happened. cookies? It, it, it all went down my throat. Did right. you choke on it? No, ain't nobody got time for that. It all went down. Did you win something? What was what was the reason? No, I'm just a fucking idiot. You, you just wanted cookies. <laughs> Nine, I want a diabetes cookies. I spit it all back up. Sorry, Jesus, Sorry. that's impressive. God, we went sideways in a hurry here. You, you ought to put it on TikTok. I don't think I want to. Don't, please don't. I might now. I might. It's. I'm gonna lose every viewer that I've got. No. But, oh my god! Sorry. All right. So Sorry. getting back to edit this, that out. Sorry. Getting back to this trip. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. So any other tactics for Pike? You know, shallow is probably the biggest uh, the biggest thing. I've caught them in the river, though. I mean, there's been times. There's times where yeah. sometimes six to eight feet of water is better. Last year, I was catching them in a foot of water, like shit that I can barely get my boat into. Honest to God, I'm burning a, cram- a spinnerbait or a MEPS right across the top of it. I mean, hitting weeds every now and then, but like the shallow shit you just wouldn't think. And I caught some of the biggest fish that I've caught in that so if you think it's too shallow you're not too shallow no not at all not hate, in that I, league i hate to sound like uh jim sarek over here but you know if if they're not hitting join me, us next week of another big fish adventure <laughs> if i'm a terrible hit, outdoorsman if they're not hitting shallow <laughs> then you should definitely go deep and if you and they're not hitting deep you should go shallow it makes me feel better too <laughs> because like sometimes i go too shallow and i hit a tree but that's all right you know so sometimes they're up yeah, there. Yeah, when we you say shallow, know. we don't mean shore. <laughs> we, we don't mean <laughs> the trees. Shore and then oh some. Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, just, that's I why we, like I that. mean, that's really why we use braid. You just rip it. Yeah, you just it, pull it the tree back. in with you. Yeah, you yeah. just bring it in. It's fine. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Good times. Um, I think that's really it for the tactics, though. I mean, just fast shallow it's gonna be a good time though i'm looking forward to it do you guys yeah. want to set a musky wager mm, are we just talking first musky just just yeah yeah i would say nothing first, crazy first musky yeah i think nothing first, big not biggest musky because i mean musky are pretty rare where it's we're been at. a couple of years since we i mean i'll be honest the last couple of years i haven't targeted musky much right i just haven't i, I 
mainly because it's been so freaking cold the last three years it's been 40 degrees and it's just like not prime musky conditions and i and i I have fished for muskie a little bit, but just not hard. And this year, I'm definitely going to fish for muskie a little bit harder. Um, so, I mean, I don't think anybody in the group has actually put in a muskie with the last couple of years. I think you were the last one, right? No, myself or David. Um, yeah, one of us. So I just think doing the first muskie would be cool. What are we betting? A case of beer. Something simple. Uh, I like a case of beer. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm drinking a case of I'm beer. I've been on known this podcast, to drink so. the beers. I've been known to put down to a drink or so two. So whoever uh, six or seven beer. What the fuck you got going on over there? I got. I don't know. Eight. God. <laughs> Working out. He's out. He's out drinking one. made two to one. Hang on one second. Oh my god. Irma Gerd. Jesus, I just made a mess with that one. Nine um, beers? I'm good with a case of beer. First, yeah. first muskie. It's going to be me, so probably I, not. I, but, honestly, know. I hope it is. I would gladly pay you a case of beer. <laughs> Although, Bob needs to get his first muskie up there, too, though. You I, haven't I gotten one up there? Not up there, no. no. Really? Nope. And he has fished harder than anybody for muskie. That's why. I mean, he go, too hard. Yeah. He there's days where I, we would be fishing and he wouldn't throw anything but muskie the whole You know what you time. need to do? Just a bobber on a worm. Uh, <laughs> Don't even look for it. Bobber uh, a, a purple a rubber. Worm. Exactly. You'll get yeah. it. I'm I'm yeah. not confident, but you know, I mean probably never maybe. Know. I've, tried. Know. I've tried. You never know. I'm it's, good with yeah, that case not, of beer it's, first muskie. It's not for lack of trying on my part. You know. I've We're for sure. No, I've I've seen you just throw musky lures, so Yeah. I'm good with it. Okay. Right. Case right. of beer, I'm totally cool, cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Well we got what, four me. days of mentally prep for this trip. And then it's game on. I was so it. excited. Game on. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Well cool. Cool, cool. Um any final comments no man i'm good i got nothing don't look at me nothing all right well Well, it's been fun uh the win you special so if you um if you if uh, i guess we didn't call out the 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 place too much is west point shores is the place that we're going it's really the only resort on on the lake phenomenal people who run the place um newer owners the old owners were phenomenal um, they're great if you're looking for a place to go they're pretty much booked the entire summer um it, it's really hard to get into and there's a reason um there's people we've been going to this trip for 40 years there's people who've been going for longer than that that have the same traditions we do to this place so if it's something you want to get into definitely look into it there's really no other place to stay on the lake um you know it's a it's got a public launch that you could try to fish um we ought to hit up george and rita see what they're doing for sure for sure but yeah i mean check them out west point shores alpena michigan they do have a, a facebook page and what and a website so um other than that it's been fun thanks boys we'll uh spread it real we are should gonna, we do a snort we do have to do a, a celebratory snort while they get that re- while they get that ready we um we're going to do some live podcasts next week while we are on this trip um which will get posted afterwards which should be a good time so we'll have some some live recaps of we got about 30 guys going on this trip 
So it's going to be um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Lots of content. We'll have lots of videos. We'll go on our social media and stuff. So yeah, I think we're we're planning on doing some stuff up there. Uh, doing a podcast or two, and maybe some stuff that we might splice together. Take the corner uh, take out. Take the corner out. Take the corner. You ain't driving nowhere tonight. No, we're at my house right now, so <laughs> it's a good place. It's a much yeah. more controlled environment here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so glad you're driving because yeah. I'm like nine deep right now. It's awesome. <laughs> I gotta work. What tomorrow. was I saying? I was saying something. I don't know. We have no, so we're we're planning on doing some uh, doing a podcast while we're up there, and I think we're gonna we'll splice. Do a couple. Yeah, we're gonna do a few podcasts. We're gonna put them all together. So it it might be a shit show. It might not. I don't know. We'll Should see. we apologize in advance if we sound but like I'm gonna, I'm gonna apologize right word. now? But again, our name is not the perfect outdoorsman. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not the perfect outdoorsman. It's definitely the terrible outdoorsman. So we will. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll we'll sit down with some of the uh, different. Uh, again, we have about twenty people coming up on up more on this than trip. I think so. we're closer to thirty, but we got to, we got a lot of different personalities going to be on this trip. So yeah, so we might have some different uh, voices to yeah. add to this. Yeah, so it'll be fun. We'll to, see what's up. It'll be fun to get them on, get their experience and stuff. So we'll we'll, we'll definitely give the fishing report and be able to tell you what we uh, what what we're catching them on yeah what we predicted and Hopef- what we are failing on hopefully so. we're gonna catch them on something so either yeah. way we're gonna have a, a good time hopefully so. that's the goal yeah all right boys it's been fun thanks for joining jimmy it's been real it's thank been you real. for having me <laughs> as always get outdoors and don't be terrible <laughs>